Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And we're excited for 2021. Yes. Yay. We're here. <laughs> Finally. Um, for those of you who don't know Lisa personally, I will tell you that when she's been um, cooped up for a long time, she gets really air quote energetic. So I can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about today, Lisa Deeker. Well, I think we're going to talk about today with all this energy season four. So I think we're kicking off kind of a new, I don't know, you had a great word for it. What was it you called it? What did I call it? Spring, spring renewal. I think renewal. It was renewal. Thank That's you. what we were like 2021 renewal, but spring renewal. And uh, so I think we're thinking this season through the spring, we're going to ask teachers to send us um, problems that they'd like some renewal ideas, how to renew some practices. And know. we have a few already lined up. I'm excited about this season. But today, Lisa, I think we might want to start with laying out the types of things to think about in this new year. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I, I always start really simple and, and uh, you're going to probably laugh at this one. But, you know, when you go back to school online or, you know, I hate to say it, but spring is a time of puberty. <laughs> and I know that happens all year, but especially as we think about spring break, kids who are kind of heading into puberty get really antsy. So I always kind of say the first thing I like to do when I come back from that holiday break is look at kids' shoes. Are they too little? Is their desk too small? Did their face break out in acne and they're, you know, hiding their face? Are they squinting a little more because their eyes are straining? I think it's a great time in, in renewing uh, in my classroom. I would always kind of say, you know, what's different about these students? Uh, did they have a good holiday break? Did they not? But I always like to kind of start with kind of where are they at, not only emotionally, but physically as a human being and uh, kind of renew my approach to them. You know, if they're a little more grown up and a little bit taller than me, how do I treat them that way? Uh, I tend to be, for those who don't know me, a little bit short. Uh, so when I, you know, got into anything above fourth grade, the boys would outgrow me really fast. And so I think that's a really important piece. And for your kids that are online, kind of looking at their faces and saying, you know, are they coming back with a smile or a frown? And what does that look like? So not just socially, emotionally, but physically, I think we often forget in renewing for the spring. And I think one of the good points that you made there is we as teachers always assume I, I, I like to overgeneralize. We don't always assume, but we sometimes assume everybody had a good break. Everybody had a good time. And I do think it's a good time to take stock of our students and to figure out what do they what do they need right now? Even you mentioned some hygiene types of things. <laughs> I, when I taught in a self-contained classroom for students with emotional behavioral disorders, a lot of times my kids did not come back happy and they did not necessarily come back well-groomed, I would do things like have the de local dentist give me some little dentist packs and I would greet them with those <laughs> on their first day back. Some, some, just some little self-care packs just as a gift to them, but to encourage that idea of, of really refreshing. Yeah, and you know, as we renew uh, with teachers, we always like to talk with parents. It's also a good time to investigate things like deodorant, <laughs> mm, yeah. shaving, uh, toothbrush, uh, you know, I know my son in middle school uh, would, you know, go up and wet his toothbrush. <laughs> Pretty sure he never brushed those teeth. And we have the dental bills to show that. So, you know, it's those kinds of things that I think as we go into the spring and we do, we are excited to see maybe 
a future happening that that will be in the positive, but I think it's a great time to to renew. My other one that I would just do too is as I would come back in the spring, I would really do a new inventory, especially if you have new students of what are my kids' strengths, you know? So uh, I love a site called thrively.com where you can do a 30-minute strength profile of your kiddos, or you can do like a site C-I-T-E, learning style inventory. And we know the research on learning styles and all of that kind of doesn't have a lot of credence, but when you get to do what you like, you know, ask me to be quiet and sit in a corner, (laughs) not going so well. Um, Ask me to read a book quietly and I'm all over that. So again, knowing your students' strengths and, and not just saying, I think I know them, not only reading what, or, you know, looking at their profiles, but I have one other quick suggestion there is do a Flipgrid. And have the kids on a Flipgrid tell you three things they liked about the fall and three things they hope to do more in the spring. So they don't have to criticize your teaching, but they could say, yeah, I really wish we did more reading books silently or more. You might be surprised what you find out. Usually it's that quiet kid in the corner that didn't tell you what they want that might have some real wisdom to shape your classroom for the spring. Yeah, I think that's a great suggestion to get some feedback from kids going into this new semester. Uh, a lot of the things that 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 we'll do obviously are going to be shaped by our continuing pandemic but i'm curious to see how things unfold in terms of actual going back to face to face and what what this is going to look like you know part 2 mm-hmm. of of this school year thoughts yeah, well, I, I think we're gonna I think online will be with us forever. I think everybody expects a little bit of difference. I think homework will be more online than it used to be. I know you and I used to be like, get rid of the paper pencil. <laughs> well, now it's it's gone. It's a choice. I think everything should be about choice. But I also think in the classroom, um, we'll see more utilization. Like, you know, you and I both love co-teaching. But it's noisy when you put kids in three stations, but I could be on headsets and my kids could all be on Zoom and we could be online and it not be noisy, whereas you could be doing something loud and obnoxious in another section of the room. So I think that we're going to see not only more hybrid, but I think we're going to see a hybrid here to stay, even when we can hug each other and be in a room together. I definitely agree with that. Wow. I don't see this. I don't see this going away. Uh, At least the opportunity of it. And the other thing that I think almost everyone who is forecasting what's going to happen in the future of education, from educators to business leaders, personalized learning is here to stay. So a student conceivably now has ways that we have seen uh, and even vetted in some cases that a student could be working on a fourth grade level, even if he's in 11th grade, if that's his need. Mm -hmm. And conversely, if you have a fourth grader who could be working on seventh grade content, I think we now really see that there are ways to deliver opportunities. And that doesn't mean that we have to place kids in a bunch of different separate Mm -hmm. settings. It just means that we need to utilize the technology that's available to customize and to really personalize for every learner. And I think that's our biggest challenge going into this next semester. Not not because it's going to change significantly what we do the rest of this year, I think, but as we position ourselves for the future, I think personalized learning should be at our our forefront of our thought. I have been really kind of on a mantra of saying, look, the biggest mistake we made is we gave kids computers 
and we forgot to personalize and individualize them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I both have very different working <laughs> styles on our laptop. Yours is the hunt and find and mine's the color folder organized mm -hmm. and it works for both of us in a different way. And I think that what we haven't done for kids with reading disabilities or writing struggles is really say, oh, you not only have it, how do we personalize it so that you no longer have to pick up a pencil ever? Because I don't think spelling, I'm sorry, teachers, but if you're still giving spelling tests, I believe kids should be picking the right spelling word because you give me three words and let me pick the right one. Cause guess what? That's what the computer has, has me doing. I'm probably not going to need to start from beginning to end. I know that's probably going to be controversial for some of you, but in your renewal, think about could kid a be finding the right spelling kid B may still find some benefit from spelling. But I think that's where we've got to go is take the technology. And as you said, make it personalized and individualized. What about in the classroom space? What's, what's your thoughts there? If I, if I were returning to a traditional classroom this semester, the first thing I would do is to look around and make decisions about how my classroom looks in terms of things that are small, like colors. Here's my, here's my challenge to you guys who are teaching right now. Go in, go online first and search color palettes for spring. What's new? What's fresh? What do what people want to see right now? There's a psychology of color, Lisa, as I know you know. And I, I listen, nobody has time to go in and paint their classroom. I was going to say, nor can you, are you allowed to sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> However, there are tons of people who have been cooped up for so long. They would love the opportunity to do something in their community. Yeah. And I think you can find volunteer groups mm -hmm. to help you refresh anything you need to mm -hmm. in your classroom if you're strategic, whether it's a service club in your area, whether it's a high school service mm -hmm. club, whether it's a college service club, there are organizations who could come in and help you give your classroom a real refresh, mm -hmm. not only color-wise, but furniture-wise, moving things and redesigning, as I know you think is important. Well, and I think it's funny because I know of a teacher who, of course, wasn't allowed to paint because it was some right. reunion rule, and I get it. Uh, and what she did is she got all her kids to make quilt squares and got a quilting club and she covered her walls in quilts. And it was the kids work, you know, talk about a refresh. And she said, I didn't do anything. Once I told the little old quilting ladies, they were, she went, they bought the quilting piece. Which they, oddly seems they, like more of a fire hazard <laughs> than the paint change, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah, well, and again, you know, sometimes there's different roles in different places. Maybe it was fireproof quilting, I don't know, but. <laughs> But anyway, I do think that's what spring is about. And then my last piece of advice, and I think this is important for you, for me, for all of the world right now, but it's so important for our precious teachers and our parents of kids with disabilities doing so much, and that's self-care. And I really think spring renewal should be a plan to take care of you first, because I think the best teachers realize they need to be healthy so their kids can be healthy. So I do hope as part of your spring renewal plan, you'll not only get some pretty fire hazard materials or colors, but you'll think of something, whether it's, you know, daily walk, uh, reading something you enjoy, just ending the day. I know of a great school that they end the day every day with every teacher writing some great thing they heard from their students today as they walk out the door. And then each of them get to see, the kids get to see something that the teacher saw as positive, but something that says, I'm taking care of me. Listen to our podcast on your drive home uh, or any podcast that makes you happy. And I think really you as a teacher taking care of yourself really is important. Definitely. And 
to our listeners, we will be really digging into problems of practice in our in in this season. So today we're just kicking off the topic in general. We hope that everyone is safe and well. And we also recognize that we're in Florida, so we're thinking spring. And some of you guys are <laughs> listening during the winter and thinking, wow, you guys are really forecasting months ahead. And we are, because I think that's what is needed right now. We have to think ahead and we have to make make the most of these next few months, but be ready to do something great. Yeah. And so we're ready for the season. If you have ideas, please send them. We're wanting to really make this about your voice and your ideas um, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter at Access Practical. And we would love your what we're calling problems of practice. And our plan is for the season to just take those problems from either a voicemail or an email or a Facebook page and to give you practical, which we do well, ideas to solve that. So thanks for joining us at practice, practical access.